I would smoke pot and then sometimes the pot would calm me down and then sometimes it would cause a full-blown anxiety attack. So sometimes it would escalate the problem that I already had. Um, and then I would drink <laughs> to try to calm down from the panic attack that I had from smoking the weed. Hey friends, welcome to Genuine Life Recovery with me, Jody Stevens, helping you recover from addictions and also loved ones too. So today we're talking about the difference between substance addiction versus process or behavioral addictions. So there's differences and there's similarities. And I've been sober for 16 years and working on my alcohol and drug therapy license and just want to share some of the stuff that I have learned along the way in hopes that it can help you or a loved one as well. Okay, so substance versus process or behavioral addiction. So a substance addiction, pretty much what it sounds like, it's when you're ingesting substances. So for example, I was an alcoholic for, for many years before I got sober and I smoked weed too. <laughs> okay, so not funny, okay, but praise the Lord I'm sober. But those are addictions, being addicted to heroin, prescription pills, cocaine, crack, all these sorts of things. And this, as you way, uh, may know uh, from the description, is a substance when we're ingesting it, right? And the addiction can then be foreign because it's causing these mood-altering chemicals in our brains, and that is what makes us feel good. So when the drugs or alcohol enter us, changes happen in our body, changes happen in our brain. Uh, they happen in the brain's limbic system. And this is where what's called the reward pathway is located. So basically what substances do is they overactivate that. So they release tons of dopamine and serotonin and, and it's, it's overactivated. It's not natural, but it feels really good. Well, normally we have this reward pathway thing for our survival. So when we eat, so we don't starve to death or drink water when we're thirsty or when we cuddle with a loved one and we experience connection and attachment, right? That's those same chemicals are released, but they're released for our survival. And so these, um, these release, like I said, the feel good chemicals, but here's the thing, the, the drugs and the alcohol, they mimic that, they increase it, they artificially increase the level of those chemicals to crazy levels. That's what makes us feel good. That's what makes us get high. That's what's so crazy about it because we have these God-given instincts and our brains and bodies are working to produce chemicals for our survival, right? And then we have what I believe the enemy came in, introduced drugs, alcohol, all these things, because anything that God does for good, the enemy mimics and then does this, right? And, and it mimics, oh, it makes us feel even better. We feel like all our problems are solved. Then we get the tolerance, it turns on us and it can kill us because it's not natural. It's a evil substance. And then what happens is our body and our brain start to adapt to this. So now we need more and more and more to get high 
that's what produces tolerance. So like in the case of cocaine, it, um, it blocks the release of dopamine. And so you have all this dopamine that's just stuck in your brain <laughs> and it's just, it's increased the dopamine and, and everything's overstimulated and it creates this euphoria. But unfortunately, um, the more and more we get stimulated and the more we get used to that feeling, then pretty soon we're, we're taking it first to try to feel good. But then, like in the case of heroin and alcohol, we're having to take it so we don't get sick, right? So detox from heroin can make you very, 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 very sick. Detox from alcohol can actually kill you. It can actually kill you. It's very, very, very dangerous. So this is where tolerance and, and withdrawal come into play and there are signs of chemical dependency. So this is what these types of ingesting, these types of addictions can do to our uh, bodies and our brain. For instance, when I was drinking heavily, I used to take wheat thistle and, and it's supposed to help your liver because the doctors would say, you know, your liver's slightly inflated. You might want to drink less. And so I didn't want to drink less. So I thought, well, I'll take wheat thistle, <laughs> right? So these are the things that happen because um, the body starts to break down. You know, your liver is, is what eliminates toxins. And when you're drinking all this booze, your liver's starting to work overtime. And that's why people will die from, you know, their liver uh, gets really big and it, it, you know, they die from liver damage and um, kidney failure and stuff like that. And then in the case uh, stimulants, um, we have to have this increased use to get high and then that can cause our heart to stop. So for instance, you know, my brother died of, I just say alcohol addiction because it was the alcohol that broke down his body and pretty much killed him along the way. But what ended up killing him was that he did, uh, he did meth and it stopped his heart but he'd already done so much damage from the alcohol that was destroying his body. And then his heart stopped because he tried to maybe switch addictions. I, you know, I don't even really know what happened. Um, so these are some of the ways that these addictions can cause uh, all kinds of problems, right? As our body begins to break down. And then of course, depending on the drug, the withdrawal can cause seizures, right? My brother used to have these grand mal seizures uh, and um, the tremors, the shakes, things like that. That's why people in alcohol detox usually have to go into a hospital and they have to have tranquilizers and things run through their veins. We used to have to give my brother alcohol so he wouldn't have a seizure. As crazy as that sounds, but if you don't understand this stuff and you're dealing with an alcoholic and they're looking real freaky and they're shaking, that's a very scary place. You may need to get them into uh, detox. So can you see now why this is poison, right? This is poison, what we're putting into our body. Um, and the detox can, can be terrible. Uh, the other problem with these substance addictions is that they can escalate all of our other problems. So for instance, I had, uh, when I was younger, anxiety disorder. And then a lot of times I would smoke pot and then sometimes the pot would calm me down and then sometimes it would cause a full-blown anxiety attack. So sometimes it would escalate 
the problem that I already had. Um, and then I would drink <laughs> to try to calm down from the panic attack that I had from smoking the weed because see marijuana, it's, it's a mild psychedelic. So sometimes it acts like a stimulant. Sometimes it acts like a depressant. It just kind of rolls with whatever you're feeling. That's why people, when they take acid, sometimes it's really great. And sometimes they're climbing the walls and they see clowns, you know, or whatever. Uh, so you, you know, um, the, the other thing, too, with marijuana is it's linked to schizophrenia. It's linked to um, brain damage, short-term memory loss. Like, I, I usually have to read books twice now because I think I did so much damage to my brain from marijuana. So that's so, you know, they go and they make all this stuff legal and act like it's perfectly fine. And they don't tell you that it can cause brain damage. Uh and also people that smoke a lot of pot can be really lazy, <laughs> right? I was like, dude, you know, you just don't want to do anything but like play video games and that's not good. Um, and then you also have the other challenge that sometimes the substances, uh, it's like which came first. So sometimes if you've been using for a long, long time, you may have anxiety, depression, and other disorders that are being caused because of the substance. Sometimes we use the substance because we have the disorder and we're using it to feel better, but sometimes we get hooked on the substance for various reasons and then it begins to cause our anxiety. So this is why in treatment, you need to get clean. We take the alcohol and the booze and the drugs away and then work on what's going on, right? It's very important. Um, the, the other thing with substance addictions is they're very noticeable in people, right? If you're ingesting substance, you're going to be like, dude, you know, if you're smoking weed, if you're doing, um, you know, heroin and, and cocaine and all those sorts of things, right? It's, it's, it's pretty obvious. There's um, significant changes in the brain and there's significant changes um, in your behavior, right? Obviously. So, um, so that's a look at substance addictions. Are you tracking with me so far? I'd love to hear from you in the comment section. Leave a comment below and uh, share your thoughts. So then we have process addictions or what are also called uh, behavior addictions. And those are generally right things like gambling, internet, eating, sex, shopping. So instead of the drug, uh, it's the addiction to the behavior and the feeling that that behavior produces. Okay. And the difference is that process addictions are uh, the, the behavioral addictions, like I said, and then the substances are just what the name suggests, substance uh, addictions. And, but the other thing is that these behavioral addictions can also release those feel-good endorphins and things like that. Not to the extreme levels that you, you see with alcohol and other substances that really mess the brain up, okay? But, but these other types of behavioral addictions can do some of those similar things. So they're, they're very similar, and that's why oftentimes someone will quit drinking and now they can't stop eating. We, we just switch addictions until we get into the root of what's going on. So the other uh, similarity with the uh, substance and behavioral addictions is that um, they pretty much act the same way. They can create tolerance. They can create 
they create withdrawal and moodiness and cravings and messing up our um, relationships as well. I mean, think of the compulsive gambler, right? He's got to get his fix. He's agitated, you know, got to get to the casino and then you get there and then the lights and everything. And then, you know, the slot machines or the poker machines, and then the endorphins are going and then maybe I'm going to win. And then, you know, then, um, you wake up the next day and you're super depressed because now you've lost all this money, you've messed up relationships, you've got financial problems, you're owing people money. So you can see there's this same sort of process that we go through and can go through with the um, substance uh, abuse and also the behavioral addictions. The other similarity between all addictions is this idea of uh, comorbidity or co-occurring disorder orders or dual diagnostic. They've, they've renamed it many times. But when you hear that word, basically what it means is that many people with addictions have underlying psychological issues, right? Like I told you about my anxiety and panic attacks. A lot of times there's depression. And so we're doing these things, right, to try to alleviate um, these, these symptoms, try to alleviate our depression or our anxiety or whatever it is um, that's going on. I know that that's what I did for a long time. Challenges, we're digging ourselves into a deeper hole because now we're not dealing with the feelings that have come up. We're covering it up with a substance. So a lot of times, like for me, by the time I finally got sober, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't even know what I was feeling. So I had to go through this process of what's called emotional sobriety, where I had to relearn to deal with my feelings without the substance. So I hope that that makes sense. Do you now get the difference between um, substance addictions and process or behavioral addictions? And so how do you treat all this stuff? Well, treatments are as varied as the addictions, right? There's a lot of different ways of doing this. There's a lot of great uh, drugs out there actually that will block the um, inhibitors or, or things in your brain. There's uh, drugs you can take for um, pharmaceutical drugs that you can take for that will make a person sick. Okay. If they drink alcohol, so this can help for slip ups in the initial stages of cover of recovery. There's um, pills people can take that literally will block heroin. So if their friend comes over, who's a stumbling block and they shoot up, guess what? Nothing happens. Then, of course, we have all the wonderful recovery groups and 12-step groups and therapy and different ways of learning to deal with our emotions, digging into uh, what's going on in our childhood that maybe caused this. That's one way to work through some of the trauma if there was a lot of abuse and things in our childhood, or if there's just a lot of behavioral problems where we're just very impulsive, you know, we can work on a lot of people, they're just moving so fast and they don't know, they don't have skills, they don't have life skills. And so drinking calms all this stuff down. So it's working on changing our behavior and working through changing the, the people that we hang out with, changing how we deal with our emotions and things like that. So a lot of different ways of treatment. I have a lot of different videos on stuff like that. So um, I hope that you'll check some of those out friends but so that's the difference between 
uh, substance addictions versus process or behavioral addictions. So thanks for watching. I hope that you enjoyed this video. If you did, I'd again, I'd love to hear from you. Comment in the comment section below. And I'd love to send you my free sobriety resource guide. And it's got a lot of cool stuff in it about finding meetings, what makes a good sponsor and things like that. Just email me. It's genuine life at jodystevens.org.